ahead, uh, turn with me in your Bible to, uh, Matt, to Romans chapter 6 today. Romans chapter 6, and uh, please stand as we read this together. We're going to begin in verse 5. We uh, continued our study, and uh, we ended last Sunday night at uh, verse 4 of Romans chapter 6. So we're picking up at Romans chapter 6, verse 5. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over Him. For the death He died, He died to sin once for all. But the life He lives, He lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray right there. God, we, uh, we give You thanks for uh, this passage that we can study together today. And uh, we thank You for the life that we have in Christ. And we ask that You help us, God, to have an honest look on our, on our own hearts, on our own lives, on our own thoughts, on our own actions in this past week. And uh, help us to be open and honest, God. Help us to confess our sin to You. God, help us to see where uh, You're working on us and You're transforming us and molding us and shaping us. And God, help us not to lose heart. Help us to, uh, to be encouraged that there's hope and there's purpose, and that, God, we have life in You. And we ask You to speak through Your Word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. So today, uh, last week, we, uh, we started off in, in, uh, in chapter 6, verse 4, and it talks about walking in newness of life. Uh, walking in newness of life. And so today, I-, I wanted to talk to you about marching to the beat of a new drummer. And, uh, and as I thought about that, this song from probably like summer camp at the YMCA or something came to mind. So I wanted to play this, and, uh, and it'll be stuck in your head all week, and you can thank me later. Uh, but maybe it'll make you think of the sermon. So uh, go ahead and play this song. saying please make it stop we'll go ahead and make it stop right there but the song continues on of course uh and uh and and i started thinking about that song in in kind of relation to our lives we're marching to the beat of some drum 
and we're going to end up in the ground. And, uh, and so what happens after that? Right, what, what, what are, where is the drumbeat of our life leading us and guiding us? Uh, uh, because we're all going to end up there. And, uh, and so I wanted you to think about marching to the beat of a new drummer. Uh, and, uh, and, and really thinking about that, we're born marching to the beat of the wrong drummer. And that's what Romans, that's what Paul's been teaching all throughout Romans is uh, the drumbeat we're born marching to is, uh, is not the drumbeat that God created us to march to. And so that's the whole point of Jesus coming to this earth. Uh, so I want to challenge you, uh, he, he begins in verse 5, For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. So to march to the everlasting beat of Jesus Christ, disciples will be united with Him in His death and His resurrection. So take a moment to, to think about that. Are you marching to the beat of Jesus Christ? Because He's the only one uh, to rise from the dead. He has the beat that's never going to end. Right, the beat that's going to keep marching on, and uh, and so we want to uh, we want to be marching to His beat. So we've got to be united, and so not only is it His death and His resurrection uh, that we're you, but we're you so united that it's our death and resurrection. That as we think about Him dying on the cross for our sin, we have a part in that. He was dying for me, and uh, and He was dying for me so that I could rise with Him. So that I could be resurrected with Him. And it's got to become a part of you. You're united to that. It's not just some distant event that happened in the future. But it's part of who you are. His death is your death. His resurrection is your resurrection. That is the beat that, that we're marching to in our lives. So focus on that word, united with Him. You may have heard about Jesus, but you're not united with Him. You may kind of believe it and, and come to church on Easter and, and, uh, and celebrate that holiday, but you're not united with Him. So pray about that in your heart. Are you united with Jesus Christ in His death, in His resurrection, that as you were baptized, you go under that water symbolically. You die to self. That old you was leading you to death and you rise to new life in Christ. That's united with Him in His death, in His resurrection. In verse 6, He goes on, We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, I just read the wrong verse. Verse 6, We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So our old self crucified with Him that we might be brought to nothing. Uh, and, and so pray about that. To march to the everlasting beat of Jesus Christ, the flesh will be crucified with Jesus and dethroned as master. Uh, so, you know, take a minute uh, and, and pray about the crucifixion of Jesus. Visualize it in your heart, in your mind. Read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, and all those, all those crucifixion accounts. And, uh, and read them slowly and carefully so that you have it in your heart, in your mind, what it was. Study about crucifixion, a brutal form of death. The worst thing the Romans could think of, the worst way they could think to kill somebody, 
that that was crucifixion. And uh, and many historians believe that it happened that you know they weren't way up high on a cross, but that they were crucified, you know, up above, but but almost at eye level. So that though it was right there before these people, that if you mess with the Roman government, this is what happens to you. Right? And and so that's what our sin deserves. Our sin against God is so bad, it doesn't just need a spanking. It doesn't just need us to, to, to try to get better and do right next time. It had to be crucified on the cross. Jesus had to die and suffer for the sins that we committed against the God that created us. And so we're not going to do better you know, just by trying hard. Just by, well, one of these days I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with it. No, we have to die to sin and self. And, and sin has to be taken off the throne of our heart. He has to be removed forcefully off the throne of our heart if we want to truly walk and, and, and march to the everlasting beat of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so disciples who truly march to the beat of Jesus Christ do not let sin reign in their bodies. It doesn't mean they don't sin, right? As, as Brady said in the, in the kids' sermon, but it doesn't reign in their bodies to obey the passions of the sin nature. Because who's on the throne? Jesus is on the throne of a disciple's heart. So don't get caught up in, oh, I've got to quit this sin. I've got to quit that sin. And, and, uh, and you know, striving to do that. That's works-based. That's what we're, you know, that's what, you know, uh, you know the, the Old Testament was about. No one ever measured up to that. You're never going to do good enough. You're never going to be good enough. Who is on the throne of your heart? Who is truly reigning in your life? Is it Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? And when you sin, He lets you know it. And you have that relationship where you know when you've done wrong. And, uh, and instead of celebrating it and rejoicing in it as the world does when they sin, you repent of it. Right? You're crushed by it. You don't want to do it anymore. You have that heart that now wants Jesus Christ to truly reign. And then even deeper than that, the disciples' uh, heart beats with here I am, Lord, send me. That's what keeps us out of so much trouble. That we get busy doing the work of the Lord. Instead of running from Him like Adam and Eve in the garden, hiding from Him, we're saying, here I am, Lord. Send me. Help me to you know, use me. Not, oh, I'm never going to be good enough to serve the Lord. People tell me that all the time. Oh, how you would. You know, I can't do it. I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I can't... None of us are. I don't deserve to be up here. Right? If you knew me 20 years ago, you'd be like, who is that guy shouldn't be up there preaching? I'm not worthy to be up here. And yet, I finally got to that place where Jesus was on the throne of my heart. And I said, here I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Send whatever you need me to do. Whatever you'll equip me and empower me to do. I want to do it for you. And he goes on in, in verse 7, for, no, for one who has died... So if we've died to sin and self, uh, has been set free from sin, we now have power from Jesus on the throne in our heart to, to, to win that battle against sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. 
We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over Him. For the death He died, He died to sin once for all. But the life He lives, He lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You consider yourself that. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Don't let it reign. While when it rises up, when those temptations come, remember who's on the throne. And, uh, and talk to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Find strength in Jesus. In Genesis chapter 4, I thought about the, the story of Cain and Abel. Uh, and, uh, and I, and I want to encourage you to, to think about that story this week of, of Cain and Abel. Uh, now Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore uh, his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why is your face fallen? Uh, if you do well, you, uh, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to his brother Abel, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? Or where is uh, Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And so God came to Cain striving to, uh, to give him hope and to give him power over his sin, over that murderous desire in his heart. And he hardened his heart to the Word of God and he went his own way. He did his own thing and he ends up killing his brother he let sin reign in his body and it led him to take the life of his brother there's no limit to what we can do as sinners you think i'm better than everybody else and i, I would never do this or that particular sin or um, whatever but there's no limit to what we could do with the sin nature without jesus christ without the grace of god in our lives and so think about cain because we are cain Without Jesus, we are Cain. And as Jesus said, we may not murder people physically, but in our hearts we do. Right? In our feelings and our emotions, we get angry and, and we have murderous thoughts about people. And we have hatred in our heart toward people. And that's letting sin reign in our bodies to obey its, its passions. And so is Jesus on the throne of your heart? Look at Isaiah chapter 6, 1-8. through in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of His robe filled the temple. Above Him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two He covered His face. With two He covered His feet. With two He flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. 
The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The, then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me. So Isaiah realizing in the presence of, of God on the throne, the power, the holiness of God, and his sinfulness, he didn't say, oh, I, I, he saw, I'm, 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 I'm not worthy. And yet, here I am, Lord. Once he was cleansed, once God was on the throne of his life, here I am, Lord, send me. He began to march to the beat of a new drummer. He began to do what God created him to do in his life. In verse 16, I mean verse 13, he says, "Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness." Disciples who follow Jesus Christ, who persevere in marching for Jesus, do not present themselves to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present themselves daily to God. So who are we presenting ourselves to when we get up in the morning? Who is our life presented to? Who is it for? Who are we marching for that day? For our own selfishness? For the world? For what people want us to do? Or is Jesus Christ on the throne and we're saying, Lord, I want to march for you today. I want to march for you today. In Proverbs uh, chapter 1, uh, 10 through 19, uh, it says, If they say, come with us, and he's talking about these uh, sinners entice you and tell you uh, to, to come on in and to follow them. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Uh, like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole. Like those who, who go down to the pit, who find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. He says, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. So how many people are marching one by one to, those, uh, to, 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 the, to the sinful enticements of this world? They're marching one by one to their own ideas, to their own thoughts, and they're going to the grave separated from God forever because they refused to let Jesus Christ be on the throne of their heart. 
They liked that drum beat. They knew that drum beat. They were born hearing that drum beat. All their, all their people follow that drum beat. And they just one by one march to the ground listening to a drum beat of death. Disciples who march in sync with Jesus live no longer dominated by sin, but dominated by grace. No longer. He says that in verse 14, For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Again, not that you won't sin as a follower of Jesus, but it doesn't have a domination over you. There's power to be forgiven. There's power to overcome. It, doesn't, it may take time. It may be a battle to overcome, but you can win the battle because of Jesus Christ. Your life can be dominated by grace. Isn't that a much better thing than to be dominated by sin? Be dominated by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 1, 14-17, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after Me ranks before Me because He was before Me. And from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. How awesome it is to march, to, uh, to be dominated by the grace of God, to march in sync with Jesus Christ, to march in sync with the one who was raised from the dead. The march to the beat of sin leads to death. That's the song. That's where it's leading you. It's leading you to death. And that's what we must think about. One of the many reasons to become a Christian and one of the greatest reasons to become a Christian is you're going to die. And then what? One by one, we're going to march to that hole in the ground. And then what? What is going to happen after that? And if there's no other reason you're going to follow Jesus, you better follow Him because you're going to die. And Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, uh, it leads to death. And there's a way, there's a drumbeat that we're marching to. We're born marching to it. I marched to it till I was 20 years old. Right? till I was 20, uh, 21 years old when I started to realize this march is... It's got to be more than this. There's got to be more to life than this march that I'm on. And I began to seek life in Jesus Christ and to find that new beat, that new drum beat to march to, to live my life to. Marching in obedience to Jesus brings righteousness, not of our own, and a righteousness that leads to sanctification where God makes us holy. That's what sanctification is. We become Christ-like. Obedience that leads to life is obedience from the heart. The heart no longer enslaved to sin is set free by the free gift of Jesus Christ to love and to serve God. So I want you to think about your heart. 
Not, oh, i got to do this stuff. That's not what we want. When Jesus is on the throne of our heart, it's going to be, even though this is hard, I want to do this stuff for Jesus. I want to live my life for Him. I want to live in obedience to Him. I want to focus my heart and my mind on Him. And so that's what we want to pray. Not just a behavioral change where you just become better people, but a heart change where you become a new creation in Christ, where you die to sin and you live to God in Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. We often think uh, that, we, that it's all about behavior. It's just trying to get you to behave and be, you know, be, be good people that have good morals and do good things. But the Bible teaches that we're dead in our sin and it doesn't matter how good we are. That's better for society. I hope that if you're going to reject Christ that you will be a more moral person so to make the world better. But when you go into the ground and when you go into that hole, it's not going to help you a bit. We're dead in our sin. And the only way we become alive is to have a a change of heart, a new heart, a new life in Jesus Christ. And so think about your heart. Is there any desire in your life to follow Jesus? You're here today, so that's a good indicator that God's at work in your life. And, uh, And we praise God for that. Build on that. It's not about these big, huge changes. One change at a time, one step at a time, putting Jesus on the throne, trusting Him with your life, you'll see God move mountains of sin in your life. In verse 17, Paul writes, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. Make sure it's the heart, not just obedient because it's religion and I just do it, but obedient from the heart. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Memorize that verse. Know that verse by heart. The wages of sin is death. One by one, we're marching to the grave. One by one, we're going to jump in that hole or be be put in that hole. But the free gift of God is eternal life. You don't have to die separated from God. You don't have to live separated from God. You don't have to march to that old beat that you were born to. You can become a new creation in Christ and you can hear the beat of His drum 
So we challenge you today, are you marching to the drumbeat of Jesus? It's the only drumbeat that leads to eternal life. And that's actually the Glen Rose, according to the internet, the Glen Rose band right there, which <laughs> Alfredo is on, right? So, uh, so are you marching to the drumbeat of Jesus Christ? Live united with Him in His death and resurrection. Live united with Him. It's got to become part of you. Not just something you heard about, like we hear about history, we, we hear about World War II, or we hear about the Civil War, but it's, it's, kind of a, it's not part of me because I don't know about it. I wasn't there. I can read about it. I can watch movies about it. I can envision it. But I'm still, I wasn't there. But for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it needs to become just as if I was there. I visualize it. It's, he, I think about what He's done for me. I meditate on it. I worship Him because of what He's done for me. I obey Him because of what He's done and because of what He promises to do in rising from the dead, in preparing a place for us. So live united with Him in His death and His resurrection. Crucify the flesh by daily putting Jesus on the throne. Don't focus on the behavior because you're never going to change it without Him. Put Him on the throne and say, God, I've got to come to You. I keep doing this. I keep repeating this sin. I need Your help. Forgive me. Help me. Go to other believers in Christ and, uh, and do whatever we can to keep Jesus Christ on the throne. When you sin, don't run away. Don't stop coming to church. Don't avoid the preacher. Go to Him. Say, I need help. I need prayer. I'm struggling. Put Jesus on the throne in your life. Talk to Him about it. Do not let that sin reign in your life. Don't let it have control because it doesn't have the power if Jesus is truly leading and guiding your life. You have the victory in Christ Jesus. And then let your heart beat daily be, Here I am, Lord, send me. Let your heart beat daily be. Not... Oh God, would you give me this? Would you give me that? All right, God, I'm going to need you here. I'm going to need you there. Would you do this for me and talk to that? But Lord, here I am. I'm yours. Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to invest in today? Who can I share with? Who can I bless? Who can I shine your light in? Who can I be in prayer for? Here I am, Lord. Send me to my workplace. I'm there for you. You're on the throne. Give me eyes to see. Right? Here I am, Lord. Present yourself every day to the Lord. Live a grace-dominated life. I'm saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not by my works. Not by my works. Live a grace-dominated life and let the grace of Jesus Christ crush the dominance of sin in your life. You don't need more just do betterness. Or more, I'm going to get around to it. Ness, you need Jesus to crush the dominance of sin in your life. He's got to be on the throne in your heart. It's a hard issue. Let Jesus have dominance in your life. Let His grace move. Are you marching yourself and others to, to death? We're all leading people somewhere. 
You have influence in your family, in your workplace, in your friends, in the restaurants you go to. Wherever you are, you're influencing people. Are you leading them to death? One by one, we go marching to the grave. And we lead others to just, hey, live it up out here. Enjoy this short life. Do what you want to do because you're going to die soon. No, don't do that. Live for Him. Right? Our life on this earth is short and death is forever. Forever separated from God or forever with God in heaven. That's our choices. So are you marching others to death? Or is Jesus on the throne in your life? You're identified with Him. You're united with Him in His death and resurrection. And through His power, you're leading others to eternal life. You're marching somewhere. We pray today that if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if He's not on the throne in your heart, then today would be a day that you talk to Him. Open your heart as we have this time of invitation. Bow your head to Him. Bow your heart to Him and invite Him into your life to save you. Invite Him into your heart. If you have questions, begin to bring those questions to Him. And if you just have a sense that today you see you're lost and you need to be saved and God's calling you to salvation, that today is the day of salvation, come forward, let us pray with you. Pray right there. Come forward and publicly make it known that today's the day you put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Let's pray together. God, we're so humbled to be here today to come before Your almighty Scripture. Jesus, we thank You for the march that You lead us on in this life, that it's a march that leads to life eternally. It's a march that is by grace through faith, not by our works. God, that it doesn't matter where we've, what beat we've marched to before, that we can become new in You and march uh, to Your drumbeat for the rest of our lives, no matter what has happened in the past. We ask that You help us to look at our hearts today and to truly have a change in our hearts. That You would be on the throne. That You would be reigning and ruling our lives. And that You would be empowering every step we take in the week to come. To live for You. To shine Your light in this world. And God, we pray for those that are marching one by one to death. God, that You would use us to bring life. That You would use us to witness to Your grace. That You would use us as Your prayer warriors. God, as Your teachers and Your leaders and as Your friends. And that You would help us, God, to share Your love everywhere we go in this world. That we would be making a difference as people see in our lives that we're not marching to the same drum, and that they would begin to wonder and ask questions and that, God, we would be witnesses and that we would be Your disciples and that we would make disciples. So help us to do that, God, in this week to come. Help us to shine Your light. And as we close by way of invitation today, Lord, we just ask that You would move. And if there are those here that are not marching with You, that they would repent today, that they would die to sin today, that they would be raised to life in Jesus Christ today by confessing You as Savior and Lord, by believing in their heart that You raised Jesus from the dead, by being saved today, 
God, You so loved this world that You sent Your one and only Son that whosoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Help anyone here that lives in death to rise to new life today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together today and as we sing this final song, we just invite you today to trust Jesus Christ.